Hey, business leaders of tomorrow, welcome to the seventh episode. I'm your host, Amit Chavla, India's leading business clarity coach. It was September 16, 2023, in Happy High Studio, Shapurjar, Delhi. A performance called Besharam Kapodha had just ended, and the audience burst into applause. The piece revolved around the performer's story of navigating through the daily realities of caste-based society in India. The solo performer, Rajesh Nimal, called the names of the production team and then, with a smile, called out Drishti. Drishti emerged from backstage and sitting in the audience, Deepika and I clapped proudly. On our way back home, I recalled that not too long ago, around 2015, Trishti had come home crying. We were alarmed at that time. My daughter Drishti, who was in her mid-teens then, had gone to attend preparatory classes for her IIT exams. Wiping her tears, she said, I don't like it. I don't understand why we have to solve those maths problems in three hours. What's the rush? And why are we even solving these problems? Although she was proficient in maths and science and we expected her to opt for the engineering field like her elder brother, but her displayer surprised us. Although she enjoyed science but did not want to become an engineer, we had to let her drop out of the preparatory classes. Drishti had clarity about what she did not want. It was 2017. Drishti faced a dilemma and so did we. She was certain about what she did not want but was unclear about what she wanted. Gaining admission to college was challenging. The first thing everyone asks is which degree you wish to pursue. And based on that, you apply to a specific college and course. But she was unsure about her choice of degree. Deepika, Drishti and I were on a phone call with a professor from Ashoka University in Soripat. We shared our dilemma with him, hoping for some guidance regarding Drishti's career path. To our surprise, the professor responded, we welcome students who are uncertain about their desired stream. We allow them to explore before deciding. We exchanged stunned looks. It was the first time we had heard of joining a college first and then deciding on a degree, whether it's a BA or a BSc. Trishti had been searching for the right college. Her requirements were unique. She loved both physics and dance. We explored several liberal arts colleges in India but found none that matched her needs. Given that Ashoka was the only college offering both physics and performing arts at that time and we were impressed by our conversation with the professor, Drishti applied and got admission there. When she was completing the application form for Ashoka, I offered to review it and asked her if she needed external assistance. Confidently, she replied, I'll express who I am on my own. No help needed. Throughout this journey, I observed her way finding her path. Her college experience was a roller coaster. 
Drishti initially chose physics but soon realized it wasn't her passion. We were momentarily disheartened having chosen the college primarily for its physics program. In the following semester, she tried psychology alongside performing arts but quickly found that psychology wasn't her forte either. She had always been passionate about theater, dance and music and sought a subject that either complemented these interests or allowed her the flexibility to pursue them. By her second year, she had settled on maths and genuinely enjoyed it. Maths combined with performing arts struck us as an unusual blend of left and right brain convergence. She participated in a devised theater play titled Dastane e Parthi which told a story of a prostitute's daughter who aspires to be a singer. During the pandemic, she worked in an online play called Allegedly, directed by Malika Taneja, which aimed to provoke discussions about sexual violence, consent, justice and personal challenges. All these experiences made it clear to me that Drishti was drawn to message-driven performances. And now, in 2023, we watch her contribute as a rehearsal director and production in charge. She also worked on the music for the play. Earlier this year, as I was reflecting back on the years that passed by, I realized for my son, it was like father, like son. But for my daughter, I would say like daughter, like father. Drishti's journey from 2015 till now resembled my seven-year journey of clarity. As she was going through her wayfinding, I had also gone through a similar story. It was January 2017 and I was on my way back from a training on coaching by Ericsson Coaching International, now called Xmonks. Everything fell into place in the 60-minute journey in my car from Gurgaon to Faridabad. My seven years of journey since 2010 to gain clarity reached a milestone as I told myself, I should be a coach. It was in 2011 I had become country head of a fintech multinational company. On reaching the topmost position of my career, I was on top of the world, getting a taste of external success and recognition. While this was great, internally I was fighting a void. There was something more I wanted to do and become but did not have clarity about it. I am a clarity coach now but back then clarity was missing in my internal self. Just like Drishti was wayfinding her career option, I was doing the same in my career. I completed a one-year executive MBA program at IIFT in 2011, thinking that although I had MS degree, I did not have an MBA and many people advised that an MBA degree is good for career growth. After finishing the course, I realized that I had gained knowledge, but I still lacked clarity regarding what I really wanted. I then turned to motivational books watched inspiring TEDx videos and attended conferences featuring motivational speakers. One day, after all that, I asked myself, what have I learned? The answer was very clear. I can achieve whatever I want 
Isn't that the message all motivational speakers and books convey? Yet, I still found myself grappling with that confusing question. What do I really want from life and career? A mentor of mine suggested that I try working with younger people as they could provide new perspectives. He said that talking to people of my age group might not be very enlightening because they probably face the same challenges as you. Thus, I started connecting with the young consciously. I met Dr. Ritesh Malik, a medical doctor turned serial entrepreneur in his late 20s who guided me to meet some young entrepreneurs operating from his co-working space Innovate in Connaught Place. I began mentoring 8 to 10 startup founders on weekends, many of them in their early 20s and often college dropouts exhibited a fierce passion. I enjoyed the experience as they brought energy, ideas and a drive to impact the world while I brought experience, knowledge and wisdom. Our interactions were complimentary, yet I still wasn't sure how to make this operational, especially considering my role as a country head in a multinational company. I continuously explored various other avenues, considering becoming an entrepreneur, especially in farm tech. However, that idea fizzled out. I then thought of starting an NGO. I became an active member in a couple of them only to realize that while I could contribute, I was not cut out to run an NGO. Next, I contemplated becoming an angel investor and met several others through NASCOM and Thai events. Yet, I realized that wasn't for me either as I did not want people to approach me merely for financial support. I realized I cherished sharing my wisdom. I even contemplated becoming a professor and teaching at a college. But after some deliberations, I let that idea pass. Throughout this period of confusion, I could unconsciously empathize with Drishti as she was undergoing a similar journey. Obviously, being older, I never conveyed this to her. How can a parent say that I am in the same dilemma as you? We parents carry a lot of ego, you know. Fortunately, in 2015, I had the good luck of engaging an executive coach. Those six months of being coached helped me immensely, both professionally and personally. The biggest breakthrough was self-awareness. I recognized my strengths and weaknesses. Professionally, I was able to navigate through tough situations and personally, I felt like I was beginning to gain some clarity. As luck would have it, a friend referred me to the world of coaching and I joined a program by ex-monks. Returning that day from the class in January 2017, everything was falling into place. Two things hit me hard that day. First, when Gaurav, our coach, asked a simple question to the 21 professionals in the room. Who are you? And none could answer it correctly. We are not our name, designation, role, gender, etc. I wondered at age 50, why I still did not know who I was beyond my designation and experience. 
The second realization was that coaching is all about aiding others' growth by asking questions and providing them space to find their own solutions rather than dictating solutions to them. Additionally, as a coach, you are not supposed to judge your coaches. These aspects resonated with me profoundly and I attained clarity. I wanted to become a coach. My journey as well as Drishti's toward clarity had followed similar patterns. We were both wayfinding our path, experimenting along the way. We gained a bit of clarity as we moved forward, sometimes discarding paths and sometimes maintaining them. With each step, we became more courageous to explore and find a path that we love. One that allows us to contribute to the wider world, leverages our strength and also has good monetary returns. As we gained clarity, we found courage. Interestingly, when someone is navigating through confusion, others might think they are lost, but the person often knows they are on the right path. There is a fundamental rule of clarity. Confusion is not the opposite of clarity, but the first step towards clarity. Wayfinding is part of the journey when moving from confusion to clarity. Reflecting on Drishti's journey and my own, through clarity and courage, I see a reflection of a transformative leader's journey. Sadhguru defines clarity as to see things as they are, free from one's projections and distortions, enabling a person to navigate through life effectively and with sense of peace. And he defines courage not as absence of fear, but as willingness to face it and move from the known to the unknown with an unwavering stride. Clarity and courage need to go hand in hand for you to become a transformative leader. The classic example of a leader possessing both clarity and courage was Steve Jobs, the creator of Apple. His roller coaster career graph serves as a reminder of the legacy he built with passion and clarity. Jobs exhibited clarity in various roles as an innovator, a marketeer, and a leader. Jobs had the clarity to hire the right people because he knew he wouldn't be at Apple indefinitely and he wanted to trust the team he left behind. He sought employees who shared his commitment to innovation, passion and high quality work. He also had the clarity to follow his motivations and allowed his employees to follow theirs. Jobs was known for having a never-ending source of inspiration which wouldn't have been the case had his work not been perfectly aligned with his own motivational traits. Such characteristics made Steve Jobs one of the world's iconic transformative leaders of all time. So, leaders of tomorrow, remember, you need both clarity and courage to become a successful transformative leader. While I was contemplating a career shift, I met a few people who changed my perspectives forever. Join me in the next and the last episode to discover these amazing change makers and their contribution. Stay tuned.